What the is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beers and. Today, we're going to be talking about beers and confections. Yum. Confections. Scrum diddlyumptious. Scrum diddlyumptious, pa. Love a good scrum diddlyumptious, pa. What a god, man. We're, we're. No spoilers. No spoilers. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Beers End. Nick and Alex here, as always. Hello. We are sampling a fine, fine beer from 450 North again. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. Yep. We, we're not going to tell you exactly what it is yet. If you want to see it, you can come check it out on YouTube at Beers End Podcast. Come uh, subscribe. Hit that little notification bell. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the same Beers End Podcast. Beers End One on the Twitter. And then beersandpodcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Like a well-oiled machine. Nick. Alex. We're going to do things a little out of order today. I'm going to ask you two questions of the day. You son because, of a bitch. Because I, had, I have two good ones. Okay. What do you got? All right. So we're, we're sticking with candy. We, we should probably preface and say that we're straying from chocolate today. Yes. We are not doing chocolate. Specifically not talking about chocolate. So... All, all the other candies. Correct. Would, would you consider, this isn't a question, hmm. would you consider Tic Tacs a candy? Ooh. I would consider it a confection, not a candy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I feel like I feel good about that one. Okay, real question, real first question. Yes. What's the best jelly bean on the market? Ooh. I'm looking for a brand. I have an answer that I have heard other people say, like, yep, it's that. But I'm curious. Oh my god! I can, I can. Uh, um, is it, is it the really famous one that with all the crazy fucked up flavors? No, it's not Jelly Belly. No, 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 no. no. Um, F that. It's is. not. It's not. Is it Nerds or or? No, that's uh, that's those little oh, guys. oh, it's it's escaping me. And you I want to hear my answer. It. Yeah, Starburst. I think that's the one. Starburst. Yes, I Starburst do like, jelly beans hands down. I. Do you also appreciate like the the like no name brands that would come like in just the like the, the Easter plastic, time the Easter time yeah. ones? Yeah, some of those are good. There's one that the I I can never is it Brax maybe maybe Brax yeah yeah B R A C H S yep. they make good ones too. But Star I think Starburst is top tier. Yes, hundred percent agreed because they're a little bit smaller, but their flavors are oh, really, so good. really really full. They're like really uh, full. yeah. They really That's, turn on the, the flavor jets, you know? And I think they, they're pretty cool because they come in a little tin, if I'm not mistaken, also. They're not in... I've, see, I, well, I've seen them in, the, like, the big share bag. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, like, Easter, like Easter, you know, when you get them in the little yeah. eggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yes. 100%. Okay, let's let's reveal the beer. Glad we were uh, in agreement on that. Due to condensation. Condensation. <laughs> hey oh. There we go. Is it gu- yeah sour gushy gummies mm, from mm, mm. four fifty north? It's uh it's a gushers inspired, is it not? There's gushers in there. That's why it's, it's made with gushers. This um, is the reason why we decided to go with confections today. That's true. That during is during one of our last recording sessions, we were going through what we were going to drink. You had brought this up, and we we're like, let's save it. Let's save it. And let's yeah, this, it. this was the first beer that we've made the topic off of. Maybe yeah. No, we Maybe did an entire. Other. We did the entire like Scooby Doo that series. That's also true. from 450 North. Yeah, they, well, they just make it really easy. So this is conditioned on watermelon, mango, peach, passion fruit, red prickly pear, and fruit snacks, which are gushers. Oh, I'm a little. 
I don't think you need to specify, not you, but yeah. one doesn't need to, I think, specify red prickly pear. I believe that they're all red. They're all red, aren't yeah. they? That's what I thought. Okay. Too. I just, I wanted to make sure that, that I wasn't not. being like a dick. Maybe they're but. like dragon fruit, you know, dragon, some of it's white and some of it's pink. Yeah. But isn't it still called dragon fruit no matter what? No, I think it's called pink dragon fruit. Oh, well then I stand corrected. Or, or pataya. Oh. Yeah. Big, Watch uh, your goddamn mouth. Big, <laughs> what'd you say about my mama? The hell'd you say? I'm a big, um, what's the acai bowl? Pliable. Big pliable, pliable fan. Yeah, I don't that's think I've ever pataya. had a pliable. Oh, they're they're quite delicious. Are they? Didn't they? They, The first one was in Asbury. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Huh. It seems counterintuitive It's, it's right me. over by the, um, by the boardwalk hall. Oh. Oh. Oh, but all the way down, you got to like go up to it and just keep going all the way down to the other end. Oh, okay. Like all the way past, hmm. like, yeah, I was there oh. a while ago. It always seemed like counterproductive to me. Fruit, but chocolate. Yeah, and peanut butter if you want it. Well, yeah, but that's good for you. That's protein. Chocolate's good for you. Chocolate essentially is a salad, right? Chocolate is a salad? Well, yeah, doesn't, don't, doesn't cacao come from a plant? I mean, it's more of a berry, I believe. Technically. So it's fruit. Wow, we're really, we're really in the weeds here so far. Okay, let's get to the beer. And and question number two, please. Can you can you give me an underrated candy or confection? Ooh, an underrated candy or confection. I ooh, I recently was out and I did that thing where I was like suckered into buying candy like at the checkout register. That's why they call it an impulse. Oh, and I I mean I don't think that people give the baby it smells roof. like. Straight gushers. Oh, really? Yep. I don't think people give the baby Ruth enough credit. Okay. I think that people are sometimes turned off by the amount of nut. (laughs) Listen, I wasn't going to go there. Your face. That's low hanging fruit. That was your face. I can't even even make a joke. Um, But I do love those. I love a good Smarty. Smarty is still, I love Smarties. I love a good Shock Tart. Oh, love Shock Tarts. I would prefer Shock Tarts. Yeah, over those, Smarties, but yeah, and of course, I mean, I know it's a you know more of a oh not entirely um, chocolate, but I do I love a Charleston chew also. I I'm hit or miss on those. Really, I like sometimes Charleston I'm like really in the mood for one, and then other times I, I want nothing to do with it because it's so difficult Thank to you. eat. What? Uh, yeah. Oh, but I love a frozen Charleston chew. Even harder to eat. Oh. Some, which I didn't think was possible. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going for? Caramel. Oh, Just straight, just like a little Like a word caramel that is cube. original? No, like an actual like square soft caramel. Oh, really? Yeah. We used to get coffee from a coffee company that would send caramel pieces Ooh. with it. And sometimes they were good. Sometimes I'm not a big caramel guy. No. 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 Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Not particularly. That's probably one of my favorite non- there's not many non-chocolate, non-fruit candy. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. I don't else like that's... cowtails. Oh, my God. I love a cowtail, oh, no. too. They got worse as I got older, I feel. That, yeah. We used to go I to mean, the sweet everything. shop, and that's what we would do. Like, we would all buy cowtails at the sweet shop. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, whatever. That, teach, that's... teach their own, sir. I guess so. Cheers. I Th- love this, this color. Smell literally smells like gushers. Just if, smell it. You know why I like it? Because if you spilt it on my couch, it would kind of just blend in. It would make it a nice ombre. Oh, I thought you were going to say make the couch nicer. I was going to say, what a dick. Wow, what a... Yeah. Pate. No, no, no. It's pate, you plebe. All right, I don't, it doesn't so much taste like a gusher, but wow, is there some f- flavor. Mm. This tastes eerily similar to another one we had from them. 
Yes. I, and I can't put my finger on which one. I got to say, I'm not moved. I'm kind of just like, this is run of the mill. You know why? Love the color. Love the smell. Yeah. This smell is so nice and rich. A lot of yeah. it orange smells, It smells way more like Gusher than it tastes like yeah. Gusher. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I think this is a mix. It does smell like orange, but there's no orange in here. Well, that's why I'm thinking like that orange, peach. No, no, I, I agree with you. Um, is it, it is peach, right? I believe so, yeah. You know, I'm not really getting much of the watermelon. No. I don't think, but the peach... Passion fruit and mango are all very yes. prominent. Maybe that's what I'm. I think the mango is what I'm. I'm confusing for the uh, for the for orange. orange yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a very. It's almost like drinking mango nectar. Yeah. The sour is to me not super pleasant. Then, like, I would almost like it if it was not as slushy. Okay. Maybe that's. Hmm. It. Maybe. This is more sour than more, their like normal offerings, or at least the ones that we've had. Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm 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 not like super blown away. I will say on that sip, I did get like a nice watermelon Jolly Rancher note. Maybe that's what I'm getting. I'm loving the the sour on the sides of my tongue. It's almost a little that's, tingly. That's all that which, mango peach. That's I'm, I'm loving fruit, that. Whatever kind of apparel. flavor is being left on the center of my tongue in the middle of my palate, not nearly as much of a fan I of that. I feel like we've had a couple now with passion fruit in it, and yeah. you're not the biggest fan of. I think that might be what it is. Fruit. That might be entirely because it's what it it's is. kind of like uh, passion fruit's really interesting if you've never had it. Um, I've never had it like just straight up passion fruit, but I don't think I have. Every either. time we've had it in something, yeah, or even like I've had it in drinks, yeah, like passion fruit nectar. It's it's a thing. But it's got a very... It's a little bit dis- more tangy, Distinct, right? tangy sourness. Yes. That's, I think, exactly what yes. I'm getting. Hmm. It's gotten better it, again. Yeah. Well, I've only taken a couple sips, but I, I definitely got more watermelon on that last sip. I wasn't always a fan of Gushers as a kid, mm. I will say. There was something about the idea of... Okay, don't, like the, don't, don't make it, don't make it. The, the pop? The pop, yeah, I was going to say. You well, because like, no, I couldn't think of a good way to say it. Yeah, I, I figured I, it out. I didn't. This is the reason why everybody went ahead and started, like, munching on Tide Pods, because of the fact, it's the same, that what is a gusher, or what is a Tide Pod, but a gusher for the washing machine? It's an antibacterial gusher. There you go. Think about it. Don't think too hard. Don't think. Yeah, please don't. I will say I'm not like blown away Mm. by this. I do. I'm a big mango fan, and this tastes just like mango nectar. It does for for the most part. It It, does. So that I'm really loving, and it's got that consistency as well. Yeah, like if anybody's ever had like a proper like apricot nectar or anything, it's a lot very syrupy. Yes, 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 Mm -hmm. yes. Two nine. Oh wow, really low. Two nine, maybe a three. It's nice, but it's. Of their other slushy XXLs, mm-hmm. I would go for another one before I'd go for this. I, I think so, too. Um, man, you know, I really wish I was getting more watermelon and more, more prickly pear. Yeah. Just to, like, have them. Yeah. This is, this is the pitfall with 450 North. This is the pitfall. Trying to put too much in. Yeah. And as a result, some of the, that, that really nice kind of nuance is right. completely lost. Right. Well, I mean, in, yeah, it's kind of like a... A double-edged sword, right? Because they just keep doing new things, right? You know, like they keep on expanding and trying, which I'm into. Like I'll keep trying them. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's this isn't bad by any means. No, but it's just not like bursting with all of it. 
Yeah, it's not as fruit salad-y as I would like for it to be. Yes. I don't know what that means. But Ambrosia. <laughs> yeah, it's not okay. Oh. Um, all right. I'm I'm going to go. I'm a little lower, too. Uh, like three, four. Okay. Three, five. Okay. It's still good. Tastes just like juice. Yeah. So, like, if you don't want to taste something that you drink something that tastes like alcohol. Have some. Go for that. Yeah. yeah. I think I've been very like uh, complimentary recently on some of my uh, ratings, so I needed to set a precedent. You need again. to lower your yeah, average. Yeah, I need to lower my average. I don't know what any of that means. Let's let's get into surprise. A quick overthought before we oh, get yeah. into the topic. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is a baseball uh, overthought. Okay. Last night, the Milwaukee Brewers were beating the Philadelphia Phillies two nothing, top of the ninth inning. Milwaukee has a straight flamethrower on the mound. This dude, closing pitcher, his name's Josh Hader. It's H-A-D-E-R. Mm-hmm. You know that name? No, right? I mean, I know Bill Hader, but that's about it. But no. He, he's dominant. He hasn't, in 40 straight appearances, hasn't let up a run. Holy since, shit. Since July of last year. That's incredible. That's wild. It's incredible. One of the best scorers of all time. He's only like 27, 28 years old still. Let's up a home run. Okay. And then up comes this dude named Matt Veerling. He hits a home run. So now it's 2-2. They ended up losing that game. Oh. The, the Brewers. But what I, who I want to talk about is Matt Veerling. Okay. Because earlier yesterday, before he played for the Phillies, yeah. he was all the way in, I think it's Papillion, Nebraska, okay. playing for the AAA team about to play the Omaha Storm Chasers. Got the call. Hey, you're going to be on the Phillies you're, we're playing tonight, gets on a plane in Nebraska, flies all the way to Chicago, drives from Chicago to Milwaukee to get to the game, goes up against this dude who hasn't let up a run in almost a year, hits a home run, ties the game, and then they eventually go on to win it. Holy shit. So like the, just the, I don't, monotony is not the right word, the the tediousness of the day, the the all the shit that he had to go through, but hey, he got the call to go to the big leagues and he showed up traveling all day and performed on the biggest stage. It is, I, you know, t- it sounds like the he as well as Hater are two of these guys, I'm assuming here, that like autopilot, autopilot, autopilot. Once he gave up that first home run, it's broken. It's broken. Whereas... This other guy, then he's got his goal on one thing. I'm not. I can't. I can't worry about the plane. I can't worry about the car. I can't worry about anything. Else. I, I just have to get to the game. I, I have to be on time get... for work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Whoa. Pretty cool stuff. You see, I love that kind of stuff though because Me that too. is one of those things of like, where do you think you're going? I I, I gotta go. I gotta go play for the Phillies. What's crazy is he probably got the call while he was like, his game. I checked because I did a little research. Yeah. The AAA game he was supposed to play wasn't until 8:05 that night. So technically, the games were at the same time. But all day, he woke up that morning preparing to play the Omaha Storm Chasers in Nebraska. Like, that that's what he was ready to do. All of his, like, game prep all week or, you know, all day, I guess, or the week leading up to the series was for that team. And to just get on a plane and go play an MLB club. Two thoughts. Storm Chasers. Very on-the-nose name for a AAA team from Nebraska. Sure. Could be real sad, too. Um, second thought. The Dodgers were originally Brooklyn, then they went to L.A. Yeah. You had the like, the Vikings, you know. The Cardinals. You know, they Cardinals all moved from St. Louis to, uh, or to St. Louis. You can't do that 
with the Phillies. The, no. It would be really stupid of like, next up at bat, the Houston Phillies. Like, what? That what and what a lazy like name. Uh, yeah, it it kind, is kind of right. It is pretty lazy. Since we're since now we're talking about minor league baseball, I feel like this is okay to bring up to you, and you would find this interesting. There is a double A, um, a double A baseball team. They play in Madison, Alabama. Ugh, and that sounds like a terrible place to be. Their name is the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Now I'm about it. Are they the ones? I have seen that, have and I love that logo so much. It's so funny. So good. Good. I'm glad I brought that a up. A trash panda. I'm so glad I brought that up. Oh, thank you for that. You're, you're very thank welcome. Thank you for that. Nick, why don't you kick us off in the confections? Sure. So I decide everybody loves confections. Confections are, are great. You so know what? I really I... love macarons, not to cut you off. Ooh, macarons? I freaking no macarons. The... the... The, not the coconut, not coconut macaroons. Oh no, no, no! The actual like the French yeah, 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 yeah. patisserie. Yeah. Uh, ooh, very, I do very love fancy, those. Uh, very fancy cookies. Can't go wrong with a good bingo. macaron. Yeah. However, what I did, uh, <laughs> what I'm going to start us off with, uh, subsection uh, candies that exist somehow and for no apparent reason. Um, All about this. Are so, you talking about nickel nips? No, but really close. Do you know what nickel nips are? No, I don't. Oh, they're like uh, okay. I'm my last interruption. I no, promise. please. Nickel nips. I used to get them when I was a kid. They're old candies. Yeah. They're little. They look like Mondo bottles. Yeah. And they're plastic, and you can, they're wax. I'm sorry. And you can bite the top off and like drink the liquid inside, oh and God. they come and in then, like different colors. I know. I didn't know that's what they were called. Oh yeah, nickel nips. I used to love that because you would then chew on the wax. Yeah. For hours. Oh yeah. Wow, there was a lot of things they Here just basically said, like, here. What did they always give us wax candy? Yeah, and just chew on this then. Genius idea. I bet I, you that wasn't paraben-free. Oh, probably not. No. Probably not. But you know what? This is also the same generation that, like, ate lead paint chips. So they were like, by comparison, wax is fine. Go for it, kiddo. I mean, technically, we're getting better from lead paint chips to Tide Pods. Yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely, progress. Right. Baby steps. So I'm going to start off with... uh. Neko. Oh, the wafers. I hate those little shits. <laughs> so I I begin as easily the most upsetting candy to be given as a child. But hey, I'm curious. Uh, so first, I'm going to start off. So there's the company Neko and the Neko wafer. Right. So starting off with the company itself, uh, it was first developed in 1901 as the, did you know that Neko stood for something? Uh, actually, I, I feel like I did something candy- Something. Uh, close. Confe- confection. Uh. It's the New England Confectionery Company. Mm. Okay. So it came about as a combination, actually, of like a few uh, different smaller companies as well. Kind of a bit of a conglomerate. So in 1902, uh, this new group had built what became the largest factory dedicated to candy production in the United States. Uh, and they built it uh, in Boston. And within 25 years, so figure in 1927 then, they moved the facility over into Cambridge, um, so just across the river from Boston, built a new factory, and that factory became the largest in the world to be actively producing confections. Um, So the company, though, does get its name from its namesake, the Necco Wafer, okay? It's so bad. So bad. So they were first produced in 1847, uh, by a man named Oliver Chase. And this was after he had invented a lozenge cutting machine. 
I said, right, because someone had to invent that wow. at one point. There was a period where our grandpappies just walked around with just giant lozenges. Seven-foot-long lozenges. Just a big old lozenge for the entire family. You had ma, pa, babies all just hanging on That's it. That's why everyone was getting sick. Exactly. Um, and they were initially marketed as what was known as hub wafers. And they were actually carried by, like, Union soldiers during the Civil War. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Some of them still taste like that's when they were made. They peaked in popularity following World War II, uh, as during the time the government requisitioned, quote, a major portion of the production of the wafers during World War II since the candy doesn't melt and is, quote, unquote, practically indestructible during transit. Okay. So... You had the U.S. government that was like, we're going to bring down those those Nazis, and we're going to bring down those imperial We you need know, sustenance. We need something. What What's going to make those boys feel great? Sir, I've got this disc that tastes like nothing, and it won't break in combat. Perfect. Sign me up. Sign me up. Why didn't they just give them gin rations? I mean, let's face it. They probably needed it. Yeah. So over the years, though, they continued to acquire more and more of these companies, um, like those that make sweethearts, those awful things with love stuff written yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah, for Valentine's Day. Yeah. So this is where this company is at. They've okay. really got a niche of shit yeah, candy. Yeah, they've, they've got a stranglehold on the nobody wants this candy. Exactly. So the owner, again, changed hands a number of times, too, and it's now part of the Spangler Candy Company with production of the wafers being made in Mexico. So... One one thing that was made in the States that no longer is, and the only thing I could think of, good riddance, I say. We don't need that. You know what the only thing worse than a Necco wafer is? The the UFOs. Oh, I don't know if they're I like the neck. They're like two Necco wafers in a sandwich, and there's little like balls on the inside, and you shake them around, and there's like little candy. Oh, those I don't think I know. Oh, yeah, those are worse. Well, the only other thing I could think of that was, was worse, and I got really visceral with this one, um... And I think, I don't remember if we had discussed this in the past. And if we did, I I'm apologize. So uh, but folks, that's what happens when you also build a podcast around drinking alcohol. Nail on the head. Candy corn. Oh, well, you don't like candy corn? I know. I definitely didn't know that. Oh, not at all. So according oh, to actually, two. I like candy corn. Do you really? Yes. Oh, well, I am sorry, sir, because I've got some, I've got some hot takes. Um, so according to two different articles, one from Vogue and one from The Atlantic, as well as from a book called Candy Bites, uh, it is considered to be, quote unquote, Halloween's most contentious sweet. Uh, so these three tiered monstrosities are waxy and have a flavor based on honey, sugar, butter, and vanilla. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so they were invented by someone uh, by the name of George uh, Renninger. Uh, in the late 1880s, who was an employee of Wondery Candy Company in Philadelphia. Um, originally, the name of the candy was called Chicken Feed, which every kid wants. That is what it looks like. Um, eventually, it went on to be owned by Jelly Belly, but the largest producer of these annual disappointments uh, is Brock's Confections. Yes. So you had mentioned Brock's. Uh, so according to a Fox Business report, the company makes about 85% of the candy corn produced each Halloween season. Wow. Uh, which equates to roughly 7 billion pieces. 7 billion pieces. And as of 19, these horrific morsels grossed a total of nearly how much money? How much do you think? I was trying to figure out in my head, like they only had to sell it for a month a year. Uh, Essentially, yeah. 
10 million. Ooh. I, I love all them. Nearly $75 million. Um, And the confectioners, the National Confectioners Association, a group of hucksters, so far as I can tell, have deemed October 30th to be National Candy Corn Day, a day I shan't soon forget because who, who, I ask, wouldn't want to celebrate the misery that is the candy corn. Chicken feed. Oh God! What a that's ter- a terrible name. First off, oh it it a hundred percent is feed, terrible name. Terrible, corn. terrible, terrible, terrible. Wow, you don't like candy corn? I don't like. Oh, it See, like and breaks I, apart. In your I nail. like I like it, but too much, and I could feel my teeth hurt. Yeah, I just I don't I don't like them. All right, fair oh, God, I said before, teach their own. Yeah, sorry. All right, it's all right. We're gonna talk about my favorite candy now. And it was really hard for me to narrow down. I, you have a you have a bit of a sweet tooth. I you know what's funny is I actually don't. No, I no I don't. But I when I get like when it comes to candy, like I would never go to a restaurant and order dessert. I would rather just have like bacon. Oh really? Like just bring me yeah seriously. Oh okay. But I when it comes to candy yeah like I could have said Skittles. I could have said fruit slices like ch- chuckles. I love fruit slices. Um, could have talked about runs. Could have talked about nerds. No. No, Skittles was a close second, though. By the Ooh, way, I'm, I'm a little curious. Then we're going with the classic, Sour Patch Kids. Oh, I like a Sour Patch Kid. And of and I would say a one A to this would be the watermelon wedges. Oh yeah, okay. From, from Sour Patch, right? So so that's what I'm sticking with. Sour Patch Kids, sour, sweet, gone, which is fine because I don't like kids. Oh, perfect. So perfect. Works out well. Exactly. But I'll let these kids slide right into my stomach. I like how you and I have taken now our note writing to a new level because we have been having a lot of like side commentary in a hundred percent. So actually, I like all the flavors. Um, Blue raspberry is probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. I would say lemon's like on the bottom. Um, All right. I I love lemon. That would be a weird adult film. Lemon is on the bottom. Blue raspberry on top, lemon on the bottom. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. I don't know about that. Cheeky. Could be a green something. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Oh. Okay, anyway. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So if I was going to, even if I was going to pick Skittles, yeah. it, my pick would have been sour. So it would have been a sour candy pick. Mm-hmm. Warheads also. Uh, oh, yeah. We, I think we were talking about Warheads not too long ago. Recently, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. like I, I had to break it down in my head. I'm like, Alex, if you're standing there at the counter, and you see them all. Like, what's going through your head? Like, yeah. you can only pick one. Yeah. And it's got to be the flavors first off. Sour Patch Kid, like, just the flavor's good. They do have very good flavors. It's just like, it's not like too sweet. It's not too sour. It's very nicely balanced. Yeah. Right? Okay. So they didn't, they, Sour Patch Kids were introduced to the public in 1985. I was going to say, I think thought that they were a more recent. They're fairly new. I I considered that still pretty recent. No, you're absolutely right. They're fairly new. But this wasn't the first time that people have had Sour Patch Kids. Oh. Because in the early 70s, this dude named Frank Galatly. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I guess so. Galatali. I think I missed a letter. Galatali sounds more right. In the early 70s, Frank Galatali of Jarrett International created and released a candy called Mars Men. It was oh. the exact same candy. Really? Sour Patch Kids released uh, under another name 15 years earlier about. And then in the late 70s, Cadbury and the Smira Blighton Licorice Company oh my God. teamed up 
and started to produce these on like a mass scale. I'm sorry. Read that one name. Yeah, it's Smira Blyton Licorice Company. That sounds like a made up it confectionery does, right? name from like a, a, a like a whimsical world, and they were the evil ones. Like Smira Blyton. Smira it does sound a little confectionery. Sli- it sounds company. a little slithering. Yeah, for all me. their candy is black and licorice. That sounds great. No, just kidding. No I do like. I mean, I do like. I like licorice, I like but licorice I wouldn't want too. all my candy to be licorice. No, 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 no. no. So these two companies, Smear Blyton and Cadbury, came together to form the Allen Candy Company late late seventies in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Oh, to produce Mars Men. Okay. Okay. Then in nineteen eighty five, the name was changed to, to Sour Patch Kids, and the speculation behind this was to capitalize on the Cabbage Patch Kids craze. Oh, that's genius. Indeed. So, like I said, classic candy, right? Super, yeah. Super popular. Popular enough, did you know that they made a Sour Patch Kids video game? No. In 2011, they released on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Stop it. It was called World Gone Sour. And it was a 3D, like, side-scroller adventure oh no way really based on sour patch kids so apparently i never played this but it had 13 levels and here here's the plot from the wiki i want to know who actually bought this this is fantastic okay so believe it or not the company that created it they're called playbrain studios oh that actually sounds like a really familiar i've never heard of them that i can think of they're a canadian company but it was published by capcom oh okay so so pretty reputable all right so here's here's the plot Uh, this is hysterical the player takes the role of a green Sour Patch Kid who wishes to be eaten, as do other candy in the game. At the start of the game, the character and his red friend are about to be taken to a theater to be sold when a rip in the packaging causes the red candy to fall out. The packet is purchased by a moviegoer. When the green candy is about to be eaten, the buyer trips, causing the green candy to be thrown in the trash. He then sets off on a journey with the goal of being eaten while encountering other abandoned Sour Patch Kids. He also meets corrupted Sour Patch Kids who have gone sour and are lashing out at others for being forgotten. I love it. I love this. I love it. I'm very curious. Me too. I want to, I have so many questions because I'm also, the worst part is is that for some reason in my mind, I'm imagining this being much darker than it needs to be too like I, you know what but i feel like it waking I feel up like and it crawling is, though i hope so i, I think like it would it be is. hilarious that they made it for adults like he's waking up out of the garbage can he's like grizzled i've got to get back to my kids no i've got to get eaten some son of a bitch ate my wife without me <laughs> i'm coming for you charlene so they they took it off of playstation and xbox did they really in 2015 they they took it out so I wonder if it's still on PC, because if it is, I'm going to try and track this game. I was going to say, if you do, I will gladly join it's in. It's two-player. Is it really? You can be the red and the green. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I 100% two player. want to play this game I feel like we have. Now. This sounds so fun, honestly. I want to commentate during it the entire so time, stay, too. So stay tuned. Actually, you know what would be funny? If we live-streamed it. Done. That, that would be Done. hysterical. We're going to do this one of these days. This I'm is a find, good, I'm this gonna is a good reason game. for it, too. Yeah, I'm going to locate this game. That's hilarious. Yeah. We'll make that maybe our light beer challenge night. That sounds like fun. I like that. And then we'll get all the guys here and we'll play uh, drinking and driving. Not real drinking and Not driving. Not real drinking and driving. Birio card. Yes. We're all long. Never mind. Long-winded. Long-winded. For sure. Very long-winded. Yeah. 
I that sounds awesome though. Yeah, it does. That's so random. Like when I saw that, when I was like a video game, I had I had to check. I I could not find any other candy that's been turned into a video game. And I can't think of. I Ooh, feel like yeah. M and M's were I, for some reason. Yeah, I feel like that would have been the case, but nothing. I don't think so. Huh? Couldn't find them. I think we just found a new market that we need to go ahead and like break into. <laughs> that nobody has money. any yeah, that, capital in. Yeah, none of us. Um, I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna stick with a, a little bit of the old. Uh, I'm gonna stay with candy. Obviously, I love before it. before like jumping off the rails just a little bit. Okay. Um, one of my favorites is the Tootsie Pop. It's still I even wrote oh, down it's still technically candy chocolate in the middle. I haven't violated any rules. No, I think that counts. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that counts. So shh. Yeah. Watch yourself. You shh. Watch your mouth. How about a big glass of shh? Anywho, uh, so they were first made in 1931 by Luke uh, Weissgram, or Weissgram. He was an employee of the Sweets Company of America, um, and he had thought up the idea when he had a lick of his daughter's lollipop while he had a Tootsie Roll in his mouth, and he was like, this is awesome. Like, this is, this is great. Okay. Pitched it to the higher-ups. They immediately green-lighted it, and they went to production. Um, the first flavor they'd rolled out, ha, huh, uh, was chocolate. So it was, oh, it was I that. definitely thought it was going to be cherry. Nope, it was the double chocolate. But eventually, they did introduce those staples like cherry, orange, grape, and raspberry. That's the best one. The raspberry one. Yeah. I said I love a good orange one. I yeah, love the orange. Yeah, you Tootsie know, orange Pop. and chocolate's kind of underrated. So good. Yeah, so good. I used to leave the Tootsie Pop in my cheek. Yeah, and you would get to that point where like it would make the inside of your cheek yeah. essentially. Yeah, we all had the same childhood. Perfect. It's crazy. Makes no sense. None of us are special. We're all just a big We're in, wax chewing idiots. Just dumb wax chewing idiots. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so they were extremely popular uh, in part due to the price. They were inexpensive, which really did come in handy. Like during the peak of the depression, like you could still afford them. Oh, yeah, they're, they're that old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like they were introduced right at the very, very start of the depression. Wow. Um. Most of their success, however, had come from their now iconic commercials, which had asked, how many licks does it take to Mr. get... Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Um, so it first aired in 1970. Wow, the Owl commercial. Yeah. And they're still airing it. And they're still airing it. That, is that the original commercial? It is. Are you going to tell me? I'm sorry. Oh, well, no, that is the original commercial. It is. The commercial. one that's still on. Yep. It's a, that's a variation. So there's the 60 seconds, the full 60 second one. Yes. And then and there's, a shortened. there's the 30 second and then there's a 15 second. Um, so in that original advert, uh, a boy who was voiced by Buddy Foster, who is Jody Foster's older brother. Oh, okay. Okay. Goes around again trying to find out how many licks it takes. So first he goes ahead and he asks a cow. Uh, and that was voiced by... Frank Nelson. None of us would really know him except he has a catchphrase that we would all know. He was the guy that had a catchphrase that was goes, yes, no. I do, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, Then he went to go and ask a fox that was voiced by Paul Fries. This is a name we all know at this point. Uh, He'd done a 
bunch of voiceover work. We talked about it a bunch of times. Okay. He does like the voice for like Boris from like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, oh okay. Then he goes and asks a turtle, uh, which is voiced by Ralph James. None of us really know him unless you saw Mork and Mindy at all. He's the voice of Orson. No. This is for some of our, our older listeners. Um, hi. Uh, and then finally he goes and he asks an owl uh, who's played by Paul uh, Winchell. We've done him as well. His name has come up. He was the guy that originally voiced uh, Tigger. Oh. But, and buckle up, Paul Winchell was also the first person to build and patent a mechanical artificial heart implantable into the chest cavity. What? Yes. So while he's the voice of Mr. Owl, he also invented an artificial heart. That's incredible. Which is awesome. What a multifaceted individual. So the owl's ultimate answer before he chomps into it is... Three. Three. You know, uh, while the announcer then goes ahead and asks the question, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. A Purdue University group of engineers had created a licking machine. All right. And they concluded. I remember when this happened. Do you really? Yeah. Uh, Well, this is a big deal for me. (laughs) This was huge. It concluded from the licking machine that it took an average of uh, 364 licks while it took an average of 252 licks from a group of 20 students. Then, a chemical engineering graduate student from the University of Michigan also built a machine, concluding that it took 411 licks. And then there was a 2014 study from the University of Florida that went way too far. Way too far. Oh, oh did it? Oh, in terms of the amount of variables, like I'm all about oh. science and, and all that kind of and stuff. And the process. And the process. And they concluded that the number of licks depended upon the style of lick. So if you went... That makes sense. Not every lick is the same. Of course. So if you went for what's known as the one-sided approach... 195 licks, plus or minus 18. This is how in-depth they got. I love that. Or the full surface approach, which took 184, plus or minus 33. Wow. Right? What a... Love it. This is is what people go to college for. Listen, as a a professor, I, I know... I mean, my whole thing was just I was shocked as I was reading through because some of them, again, said like a group of students and some of them right. were, were, you know. But then when I got to the one where it was like, again, a chemical engineering graduate student, I was like, or uh, did I say graduate student or doctoral? Uh, I thought you said graduate. I do have written down graduate. Was it not? Either way, a graduate student is someone who is going for their master's then. So it's this is someone that That's is like. True going for just that extra little level up where That's you get true. real specific. And Not like I'm shitting on a bio. And apparently that was the area of study. Yeah. Hey, shut up out there. Yeah, come on. We're trying residential, to sleep in here. Residential neighborhood. That's what I got the, on the Tootsie the, Roll. The people here. So, yeah, speak, all right. Speaking of Tootsie Rolls, unpopular opinion. The not chocolate ones are the best ones. Who didn't hug you as a child? <laughs> 
What happened? It was who hugged me too much. What happened? Oh, all right. What happened to you? What do you mean? Dude, don't sit here and tell me that the lime Tootsie Pop or Tootsie Roll is not good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. And actually, so is the orange one for that matter. Oh, shit. Because that's more of like a creamsicle one, too. Yeah. It's a good thing that I See? edit these. I'm going to get rid of where I brought it. <laughs> Let's take that again, then. You're right. I t- Alex, I love when we have so much in I common. Love, I love when I'm right. We should put that. We should record that. I do love when you're right. And you're right. Okay. Oh. So, well, I wasn't going to end this episode without talking about the king of candy himself, Mr. Willy Wonka. Oh. <sighs> Because he deserves... This was so smart of you. Probably deserves his own episode, I would say. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Timeless movie. We quote it all the time, all on, the time. on the show. So we did it before. <laughs> talked about it, and we didn't even know we were talking about it. I, it's so funny, because I don't think we've done that one yet. And then when you said it, I was like, oh my God, that's right. right? We're going to talk about him, too. Just, just came to me. So I don't know what's better in that movie. Gene Wilder just playing an eccentric candy millionaire or, or the oompa loompas singing and dancing every time a child's in danger yeah like, right why is and the, why is that okay and nobody cares about it really I, you know okay so i was I'm, i was gonna save this for an overthought for next episode but i'm just gonna do it now yeah i have a theory conspiracy theory that willy wonka i forget where he said he found the oompa loompas wasn't from just um, like like oompa land? just like a right like a like a land that nobody's ever heard of yeah no he lures kids to his factory. Tragic things happen to them and they turn into Oompa Loompas. You think so? Who work for him and produce his candy. I that mean, would be twisted. I mean, he's employing a certain, you know, sect. Also creating them. Yeah. Oh, that's the scary part then. Like, right. yeah, we've got some right? like... See, these like, kids disappear, but then what happened to them? But these are grown, but they're grown adults. I don't know. I mean... The dude makes Wonka bars. He can do anything. That is true. Right. That is very true. Anyway. Oh my god. I not only is so much. Not only is the movie awesome, but the candy's pretty good too. Yes. The actual candy. I do like an everlasting gobstopper. Do you is that your favorite? Um is that your favorite Wonka confection? I, yeah, I am a big fan yeah. of the everlasting gobstopper. It's yeah. nerd rope for me. I was gonna say that's a close second. Sometimes they're too sweet. Nah. Okay. Have you ever actually seen, let alone had? A Wonka bar, though? Do they exist? Actually, I have not. And yes, they do. Oh, they do? Okay. They, in fact, do. So, I'm glad you said that. Uh, what did you just say was your favorite? The Everlasting Thank Gobstopper. You. Because that, You've gotta that's go my favorite. Get to the Everlasting Gobstopper. One of my favorite parts of the movie. Really? One of, one of my absolute favorite parts. Of the, yeah, because that's just like the coolest thing when you're a kid. Candy that never goes that away never and, goes and away. changes flavors. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. So, this movie, this candy company, would not be possible if it not were for two things. One, Roald Dahl's book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, 1964, mm-hmm. and Mel Stewart's 10-year-old daughter, Madeline. Because the only, you know Mel Stewart, the, the movie. The writer. Uh, yes. Yeah. The only reason this movie came about was because Madeline, his daughter, read the novel and said, Dad, turn this into a movie. Oh, no way. I had no and, idea. And call Uncle Dave. So Uncle Dave is producer Dave Wolper. Oh, holy shit. To, to produce it, right? So at the time when um, Mel Stewart called David Walper, Walper was engaged in talks with Quaker Oats. Oh. So he convinces Quaker Oats to finance the movie up to $3 million. That's a, that's a huge budget for yeah. the time when this- For, for the, the seven, for 1970 it was? Yeah, 70, 69 or 70? 
71 71 72 yeah okay that's a that's a really big budget for right essentially a a kids movie here's how we convinced them they said in exchange for the money you can have the candy bar tie-in oh no way really you can you can make the candy bar the wonka bar so that having no experience in the film industry prior to this quaker oats went right ahead bought the rights to the book oh no way and then proceeded to like begin producing wonka bars in a new factory Pretty cool. Holy shit. I had no idea. Well, this so this is all for promotional um you know yeah, like purposes them. and exactly. Right. But not only that, but they changed the name of Roald Dahl's book from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, that's smart. Also for promotional uh reasons. That's very smart. Incredibly. So they began producing their new um brand in a Chicago factory called Breaker Confections. So at okay. this time it was owned by a company called Sunmark, which is just a subsidiary of Quaker. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, my God. Right. It's, it's always like, like it that. goes all the way to the top. Yeah. So the original Wonka bar actually never, we said we weren't going to talk about chocolate, actually never saw the shelves due to problems during production prior to the film's release. Shut up. So it never actually made the shelves when the movie released. Oh, that's awesome. In 1980, Breaker changed their name to Wonka Brands in an attempt to like develop their image as a, as a new candy company. Yeah. And then in 88, Wonka Brands and the parent company Sunmark were sold from Quaker to Nestle. Oh. And then five years later in 1993, Nestle renamed Wonka Brands as Willy Wonka Candy Company. Oh my God. And now there's over 100 brands included in that. Oh, are there that, really? That portfolio, yeah. Good God. So a large number of the Wonka candy, which I think this is the coolest fact of all, originated either in Doll's book yeah. or in the film ab- adaptation a couple of years later. Oh, no so way. a lot of the original, yep, and still the candy that they have. So some of these are Everlasting Gobstoppers, Sweet Tarts, Laffy Taffy, oh, that's Nerds, Kazoozles, Shockers, Bottle Caps, Gummies, Fun Dip, Spree, Oh my God! Runts, Pixie Sticks, Mix Ups, and their world famous Wonka Bar. I completely forgot that some of those. So many of them. I did not know that Bottle Caps. Oh yeah, you didn't. Was from I forgot that um, I forgot Pixie Sticks and Pixi- Fun Dip were yeah, so many. Oh. Do you know what Kazoozles are? I don't think so. They're like cowtails, but the outside is a Twizzler. Oh, I do. Yes, there's yeah. a, and there's a, a softer sort like jelly ish yeah. on the inside. They're kind of weird. I'm not, I, I'm not gonna lie. That is one movie where realistically no matter what point it is on i can't think of a situation i've been in even within like the last 10 years where i was like <gasps> that's been on right I but know. i love that is i think and maybe it's a bold statement but i feel like it might be one of the earlier examples perhaps of a children's movie that the parent or the adult can sit along and watch and think like i'm not being pan like it really is a great movie. It is so damn funny. I mean, Gene Wilder is like... Oh, he's such a genius. He plays eccentric. <laughs> like but like so, eccentric but should be played. so dark at the same time. Yeah. Like how how you, you know... Love when he does a little whistle. That, that was not raining? historically accurate. Is it snowing? There are two... hurricane blowing? There are two parts of that movie that I'll, I will always fast forward. And it's the part where Grandpa Joe is being a little bitch and like faking that he can't get out of bed. Oh, God. And it's after that. I can't remember 
like what was happening, but I feel like his uh, little kid's name. Charlie. Uh, Charlie's mom was washing clothes. Oh my God, yes. I was just Singing thinking about song, that. Singing the song, right? Cheer up, Charlie. Yeah, hey, and I will always fast forward that. Because it's the most boring thing. I have like a lot of questions though still. Like for example, they live in England. They do. But no one in that house oh, yeah, you're right. they don't has an accent. accent. Yeah, you're right. They don't. No one does at all. That's why? an interesting point. Yeah. Like why? You know, because classically, again, you know, two. I can't do two. Yeah, that I believe. Mr. Bucket, how many Wonka balls have you had? <laughs> Only two. Easy. 10%. 200. Oh, God darn. I got... Well, if, um... Unless you're oh, gonna, no, please. I uh, would just like to name some of the ones that we didn't name. Because, you know, candy-wise, there's... Oh, yeah. There's quite a bit. Um... Yeah, you want to go for that, and then I'll I'll go through my last uh, little piece here. Sure, sure. So how about um, and stop me when you when you really love something. Okay, okay. Now I will also be upfront. I will take a piece of chocolate over a piece of candy, almost any day of the week. I, I love chocolate. I oh, that's tough for me. Okay, that's tough. Okay, Starburst. I do love a good Starburst. Gummy bears, mm. Jolly Ranchers. Swedish fish. Oh, I love Swedish fish. Now we're talking. Those are so good. Airheads. Mm. How do you feel about Mike and Ike's? I can't tell you the last time I maybe like had a Mike and Ike. I freaking love Mike and Ike's, man. I feel like Mike, but you know what it is? I feel like I was always tricked by Good and Plenty's, and I would always be like, "Oh yeah, I want it. I want. I want one of those." And then I would have it, and I'd be like, mm, "But it's this but is they're sad. purple and white, though." No, I know, oh, okay. but they're the same shape. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good prank. Put those in a bowl for for oh, someone. Oh, God. Terrible, I know. Um, t- taffy. I like taffy. I like taffy. I like both the Laffy variety and the salt water. I would prefer salt water, I think. Okay. Laffy just, taffy's too hard. Salt water taffy, I think, is still kind of cool just because like it's the only thing I could think of in 2022 that's just wrapped in a nondescript piece of just wax paper and be like, yeah. here you are. Be like, oh, thanks. A piece of candy. Yeah, oh, piece of candy. Oh, piece of candy. Piece of candy. This, this, I loved these when I was a kid, but they just seem so impractical now. Pop rocks. Yeah. Right? Those, and you know which ones I was thinking about, and I never actually liked them, but baby bottle pop. Do you remember the baby bottle pop? Oh, yeah. I don't like lollipops that much. Oh, okay. I just think, like, back to those as, again, horrifically impractical. Like, yeah. they would always get so sticky. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh. It's like the push pop at the, from the ice cream truck. Oh. Also incredibly impractical. Yeah. 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 See, now, I wouldn't consider bubblegum is on the list. I wouldn't consider bubblegum, I guess, as a confection. If it was like a if it was like a hubba bubba or a bubble yum, it is in fact hubba bubba. Is it really? Yeah. Or like a zebra gum? You know, uh, that was on here. I passed over it. Hey, look, Tic Tacs are on here. How are they? So I guess they are considered confections. Uh, yeah, again, okay. confections, not candy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Toffee. I'm not a big toffee you guy. Oh, you don't like Heath bars? Mm, not particularly. Oh no. All right, I'm gonna do a couple more and then then I'll I'll quit it. Yeah, please. Um. By the way, folks, if you're listening and thinking, jackasses, you forgot, insert candy name here, let us know. What, yeah. are, you, what are you doing? Oh, I'm driving. And don't, uh, say, and don't say rock candy because nobody eats it. Oh, no. Although I like rock candy. No. No, 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 no. 
you know, you bougie bitch on the side of the on the side of the saucer at like a, an upscale, you know, cafe. Oh, you've got distressed wood as tabletops. Fuck off. Just gonna sit here and sip my tea. No, it's impressed. You ever? Do you remember bit of honey? Because mm. I that's actually one that I will yes. end on, and I I like a lot. I like bit of honey. Those are really good. Yeah, I forgot about those. Those are old. Yeah, those, those are, are those are before our time. I do find in that kind of like old fashioned sense where I'm like older candies tend to I think be a little bit better. Yeah, they're like, kind of better. I don't. I also because I don't like too much sugar. Right. And I think that when it's just sugar, like pixie sticks, meh. Even like it's fun dips, much. I'm like meh. Like fun, I could, not fun, but never. No, liked. I never. I don't want to get dirty. I don't like feeling yeah, no, sticky I, I'm after with the that. fact. I'm with that. What I would like to wrap up on then, perhaps, or at least from my end, is Candyland. Oh, yeah. Candyland, a classic. Oh, yeah. Um, The first game most kids are introduced to as it takes literally no skill whatsoever. There is no strategy needed for it at all. So Candyland was designed in 1948 by Eleanor Abbott while she was recovering from polio in San Diego. Um, so the game was then like tested by other children in the ward, like in the hospital ward with her. And they were the ones that had suggested like, Hey, you should submit the game to Milton Bradley. That's awesome. Right. So it was bought and then first produced the next year in 1949, quickly becoming their number one selling game and launching the company to be like a main contender in the board game industry, uh, particularly against their main rival Parker brothers. Right. So the game went on to be named the most popular toy in the U.S. for the 1940s and uh, or by the Toy Industry Association and was then inducted into the National to- uh, Toy Hall of Fame in 2005. Um, the makers were later involved in one of the first internet domain cases, like name cases, in the U.S. as a quote-unquote adult content provider pornography uh they had registered the name candyland.com this is in 1996 okay so hasbro who had like eventually become the owners of the game um had objected to the use obviously of that name um and this adult content provider was you know finally blocked but it reminds me of that time where the internet was still very much the wild west where anybody and everybody Now, anything goes. I don't know if you remember this at all, but similar to Candyland.com, there was Whitehouse.com? No. Okay. So. Oh, boy. Hazlitt, New Jersey. Lillian Drive School. 1997. Paint me a picture. 1997, 1998. We might have been in second third grade we're in computer class miss federico is our teacher it is an election year we just got the internet she's got a whole worksheet put together about learning things about the u.s government and tells an entire class of third graders to go to www.whitehouse.com oh damn it was definitely .org Oh, .gov. Oh, that makes more sense. And I'll never forget as long as I live. The screen loads, and there is a, a, a topless woman 
with a whip and a red, white, and blue thong standing in front of like a superimposed White House. Oh, God. And this woman just going, turn off your screens! Turn off your screens! Poor Miss Federico. Poor Miss Federico. Her nephew's birthday was on my birthday. I knew this because I heard it every year for years. Oh. Uh, so, uh, yes. by hook or by crook, I've managed to somehow make a connection from pornography. Hang with me here. That's two porn references. To I know. Oh, God, yeah. Sweet, no. Turn it um, off now if, if your ears are sensitive. So, there's something that's known as candy girls. Oh. And this is a line of realistic sex dolls manufactured by Orient Industries in Japan. They have a reputation for highly detailed, for being highly detailed with lifelike features, though they aren't sold directly to customers outside of Japan, and one must go through intermediates. I don't know why, uh, but that's the case. Uh, on the low end, these begin at roughly $1,400. Oh, my God. And on the high end, will go up to $7,000, uh, depending on one's, I don't know, needs. There's a showroom. Of course there is. Where one can, quote, unquote, inspect the dolls. <laughs> and it was once described by uh, someone named Danny Chu as follows, quote, there were about 20 dolls in the showroom all waiting to be inspected. Until very recently, one could go in and take loads of pictures, but Orient decided that they should consider the doll's feelings. Now you can go, but only take a few snaps. That was, that was a statement by the company? Uh, no, but by a... Oh, yes. Yes. The company was so, the one that so was be like... Be careful of the girl's feelings. Yes. Uh-huh. Are they sentient beings? Because we have a whole new issue. Nope. High-grade latex and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, so like I said. If it's gotten Adam, I guess. I mean, I, the, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was like, oh, this is too good to go ahead and like this pass up the movie? opportunity. Ooh. Talking dolls? Ooh. Yeah, not the, yeah, not the not, genres you want to mix. No, thank you. I wouldn't want to know what Woody and Buzz are going to be up to then in that particular no, film. No, thank you. Though nope. there is a new Buzz Lightyear movie coming out. Segway. Um, yeah, but it's not voiced by... Um, I know. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tim Allen. Putty. Oh, oh no, that was Woody was Tim Allen, right? No. no? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was Woody. Buzz oh. was uh, Tim Allen. Okay. And as a result, like... Yeah, Captain America's doing his voice. No. Disgusting. Disgusting. Tim yeah. Allen is still here. He's still around. He can do it. I have no problems with Tim Allen. No, neither do I. They used Don Rickles' voice. Don Rickles died before the last Toy Story was put out. So they just took a whole bunch of oh, the man. audio he previously had recorded and put that and all, cut together. It all together. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Tim Allen's still around. Shame. You know, you know, Nick. Shame. If you want something done right. Go to Tim Allen. Just go to Tim Allen. Done. Home Sa improvement. He's Santa Claus. He's, not only is he Santa Claus, but he's the handiest MF I know. Right? Papa Shisho. Really good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. Tim Allen. Good friend of the show. <laughs> good old Timmy A. T.A. for short. <laughs> Tim, if you're listening, your mugshot when you got picked up for, uh, for selling cocaine... Uh, in the late 70s, you look a lot like my dad. 
um, at that same time. So, And on that note, pleasure, everyone. Thanks oh, for hanging out with us today. I always have fun with this cat. We'll catch you guys next time. Goodbye. Beers End is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers And wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Beers and Podcast and on Twitter at Beers and One. That's on Twitter at Beers and the number one. Or shoot us an email at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise. If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.